Genre. Hello, this is Bob J. Kester. Thanks for joining me for this hiatus episode. Uh, first order of business is to announce our Kickstarter. Now, part of this is because of some changes in our situation so that we aren't able to use the studio we used to use and might not be able to use the equipment we used to use. And part of it is an opportunity, which is that because we're in the process of writing both seasons four and five and have some great ideas for six, we could potentially produce all three seasons at once if we had the resources to do so, rather than go through the production process three times, which would mean that they would all come out much more rapidly than the last three seasons did. So put those two together and we've started a Kickstarter. Uh, we've set the goal to the minimum cost of producing season four, which should be very attainable if we get any support at all. And then we have stretch goals, and those goals are the additional seasons. So if we double our goal, then season five is taken care of, and if we triple it, season six is too. We have some premiums for those who pledge, though of course they're all just creative ways of saying thank you for pledging. In a way, the most important one, which goes for any level of support, down to one dollar, is that you get a vote in the future of the podcast. Here's what I mean by the future. As soon as we started running into complications, I began to think maybe season four should be the end of the main plot line, what I'll call the Roxanne plot line. After all, the actors are talented people and won't be available forever, and it might be good to finish things in a satisfying way rather than keep expanding the world only to have it all suddenly and unexpectedly stop due to outside forces at some point. I've since decided to definitely go beyond season four, partly because of interest from our new writer, Jacqueline Brick, who will be writing season five. But the question is still going to hang over each new season. So once the Kickstarter is done, I'm going to conduct a poll of our supporters as to whether the Roxanne plotline should be concluded at the end of Season 6, or should not. Now, concluding that plotline doesn't have to be the end of Immunities. It might not even be the end of Roxanne. But any episodes after that conclusion will either be in a very different world, or be a prequel or a sidequel where listeners already know what the fate of that world was. So it's a significant trade-off, and I'm looking forward to seeing which way the Kickstarter backers vote. So links to the Kickstarter will be on our website at immunitiesdrama.com and everywhere else we can think to put it. And we'll deeply appreciate your support at any level. Well, thank you for your attention to that, and now I'm going to survey some reviews and reactions and mentions to immunities that have come up since last time we did this. Uh, we've been mentioned in some other podcasts. Uh, Next Picture Show, which is a great movie podcast, in episode 170, where they began a comparison between the 70s Invasion of the Body Snatchers and the recent movie Us, mentioned our show, both in general and also specifically our Invasion of the Body Snatchers episode. Then the horror fiction podcast Black Clock Audio Tales, in episode X, titled Dracula's Guest, well, it starts with a reading of that short story, Dracula's Guest, by Bram Stoker, which I'd never heard before and I thought was really good and a really tight little story sort of filling in a little corner of the Dracula world, but also features me giving an essay about the main Dracula novel and how it fits into Gothic tradition in some ways and doesn't fit in others, and comparing that to immunities and how both Dracula and Body snatcher stories can sometimes seem to be on one side of the social issues of their times or on the opposite side of the social issues of their times. Uh, in another episode of the same series, Black Clock Audio Tales, uh, this one, supplemental number six, titled Bob and Frank, the host of the podcast interviews me about Mary Shelley's novel Frankenstein and specifically the 
mechanisms of the sci-fi horror crossover and how Mary Shelley uses them and how I use them in various things, uh, most notably companions. But that was a lot of fun to be in and hopefully would be fun for you to listen to. I was also on episodes 136, 137, and 138 of Watchmen Minute, which is one of those minute-by-minute podcasts I've mentioned in the past. So in each of those episodes, we discuss that minute of the director's cut of the Watchmen movie. Those particular minutes center on uh, Rorschach and Night Owl having their sort of broment of understanding and sympathizing with each other, which I really like. Uh, it's almost like seeing two halves of the Batman persona trying to understand one another. Again, great fun to do, and thank you for the hosts of that, and plus gave me the opportunity to plug Immunities three times. So moving on from podcasts, we've had a lot of mentions on Twitter lately. There was Cody, K-O-D-I, who was the first person to report having an Immunities-related nightmare, which is strangely gratifying. I retweeted it, so you can find it in our Twitter feed, Immunities Drama, back on April 11th of 2019. The most important Twitter mention for the future, though, was a tweet that tagged our username, Immunities Drama, from the user Rufflejacks. She was basically live-tweeting as she listened to the show, which is something I always find fascinating. Then when she got to Season 3, she tweeted, quote, Why are the immune men in Immunities Drama so insufferable? Unquote. I found this fairly hilarious and largely accurate. So I responded, as I often do, with a piece of Immunities art with a creepy caption from the Unity. She then posted a video of herself reading that caption in Looker Voice, which I'm pretty sure is the first time anyone has visually performed the Looker Voice. So it was great fun for us. Here it is. Join the Unity. Our men are... sufferable. If you want to see the video version, I'll link to that in the notes of the episode. This all then to a conversation between her and me in the course of which I learned that Rufflejacks is, in fact, award-winning writer and game designer Jacqueline Brick, and to her pitching me with a story idea, which is now our planned Season 5, provided that we can kickstart enough money to pay her, or more accurately, underpay her. Also, thanks to Twitter, we learned about the Fantasy Inn Audio Drama Flowchart. It is this enormous computer image where you can follow a line of questions about what kind of audio drama you like, and be led to one of 109 recommendations, one of them being immunities. The picture is neat, and the recommendations are great, so I'd recommend looking it up, either by googling Fantasy in Audio Drama Flowchart, or following links I'll put in our Twitter and Facebook posts. Other Twitter mentions of immunities came from Ninth World Journal, Tony Vega, Adler Valentine, H. Workman, Tame Gazelle, Vin Ernst, Liminal Apocalypse, Shipper's List, Metaphoric Drift, The Call of the Void, Dan Gold, voice actor, Sarah Welch-Larson, JCD0818, Chloe Jennifer, Radio Public, Miss Allie Hilton, Gita Malena Jensen, Kelly Marie, Devin Podcast Band, Pod Turtle, King of Silas, Rhinosaurus Rex, The Amelia Project, Cup of Ginger, Tyler Hannon, Snowflow, and The Geekly. We also got a season recommendation from original superfan and... Audio drama raconteur Elena Fernandez Collins, who I've mentioned in previous things and has now moved up to writing for the Podmass section of the AV Club and also for the podcast Radio Drama Revival, which featured companions once upon a time. And so it's just great for them and great for her to hear that she's out there even more. We've also had a bunch of iTunes slash Apple podcast reviews and ratings since last time. So thanks to everyone who did that. 
There was a particularly interesting one from user Nalitash, who said that Roxanne's interrogation by Major Craig in episode 1.5 gave her flashbacks to arguments she used to have with her father. Again, strangely gratifying, and I'd say a real feather in the cap of Michelle Limone and Vincent Truman for their riveting performances. We also appreciated reviews from Twyla World, Utah Film Nerd, Karma Lee, Carson KM, Jade Dolzel, Banana Ukulele, EasyGo22, and SK31. Thank you to everyone who has mentioned us to your friends and followers anywhere, online, or off. Now going to return to Kickstarter for a bit and provide some information you might be wondering about. One question people might have is, why Kickstarter? Since that's not the most common fundraising tool, in the past I've tried to get support through a digital tip jar, but for whatever reason that idea did not catch on, and now the company and the website are gone. Some podcasts are now replacing their tip jar links with PayPal links, but since the original didn't work that well for us, I'm not in a hurry to replace it. The most common fundraising tool is Patreon, where people can buy monthly subscriptions. But while I think that's great for podcasts that produce product in most months of the year, that's just never going to be us, and I wouldn't want to ask people to keep paying when they're not getting the content they want, or to be repeatedly stopping and starting. I do, however, encourage everyone to join the Patreon for our network, Dueling Genre, which helps them take care of internet stuff for us and gets you access to a steady variety of bonus content, some of it featuring me. So, all those being eliminated, I clearly was going to use a project-oriented crowdfunding site. This didn't have to be Kickstarter, there are others, like Indiegogo. I chose Kickstarter because A, I've used it before, to fund companions and to fund my Hamlet web series. And B, I kind of like that backers are only charged if we meet our goal. When I back something, it gives me a little more confidence that my money will be spent on the project it was intended for. So, that gave it the edge there. And that's it. Thanks for listening, and thanks for at least considering supporting us. I'll probably do one more of these in the next month or so, and depending how the Kickstarter goes, I'll be laying out our plans to either deliver a lot in a short time, or a little in a longer time, or something in between. Goodbye! Dueling Genre